Welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, Disciples Journey. This week's episode will uh, episodes will cover uh, sections 18 and 19 of the Doctrine and Covenants, because that's what we're studying in Come Follow Me this week. So, uh, these two sections, again, you think, oh, we're only covering two sections. A little bit longer sections than we've uh, been reading, you know. Uh, the four and nine verse sections that we've had and, and whatnot in the last couple weeks. Um, still not tons of material in terms of length, but a lot of material in terms of gospel truth. Um, there's some, these are, if you're going to, I guess, describe them as compared to maybe some of the other sections, heavier in terms of what is it uh, included. There is quite a bit of um, truth revealed in these sections. Uh, section 18 is uh, was given uh, to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cadre and David Whitmer. Um, they will get into more of the specifics and the historical background uh, when we talk about that section specifically in the next episode. But um, it deals with... Uh, preaching the gospel and repentance, and uh, the Lord introduces the concept and idea that there is going to be 12 apostles called and um, sets the stage for that, kind of. So that's what section 18, uh, kind of a few of the ideas that are covered uh, in section 18. Section 19 um, is to Martin Harris, and it is, I think, something that is, when you remember that it's to Martin Harris and you remember the context that it was given in and that where what Martin had had already experienced, the doubts and questions he'd already gone through, the trials that he'd gone through with his family and loved ones and losing the manuscript, and then you even flash forward to where what, uh, what decisions he then later made in his life. This section 19, um, with that entire context, the context of Martin Harris's life, uh, becomes even more poignant, I think. And again, we'll, we'll talk more about the historical background, why, what Martin was wondering, what led to the revelation when we talk about section 19. Um, but just kind of giving this a high overview like I like to do here. That's what sections 18 and 19 are about. Um, section 19 is one of the greatest, and I have, there's some quotes that I'll share in the, in the episode when we talk about it, but one of the greatest insights that we have, uh, into, as to what the Savior suffered, uh, with the atonement, um, from his own, in his own words, in his own perspective uh, we learn about God's punishment and what that really means and the difference between uh, being punished by God and being damned eternally and that there is a difference. There's, uh, you know, these two these two sections, if you... I, don't, I actually think that they don't do Scripture Mastery anymore, I, I heard maybe in, in seminary, but it, you know, if you were from the era of Scripture Mastery in, in seminary, you would, you'll recognize sections 18 and 19 um, because both of them have scripture mastery uh, verses. And so there's just, there's, there's quite a bit going on in these, in these verses. So 
Before we transition into an episode specifically and dive into sections 18 and 19, uh, let's look at Come Follow Me for the Week in the Manual. It says, The revelation and the Doctrine and Covenants were given in response to specific circumstances nearly 200 years ago, but the principles they teach are timeless. Look for these principles as you read and consider how they apply to you. And then it goes into this introductory paragraph, and I'm going to read it and because I'm going to give you some insight, hopefully share some insight with you, that, uh, and share one of the principles that is true for us and, and true for me and is timeless and true for you. It's timeless, right? Like the manual was encouraging. And so I'll share some things and, and point out one, one of those principles that I learned. And again, as I've, I, you know, if you've joined me in the past, and if you, especially if you joined me last year, as we talked about the Book of Mormon, try to remember and I try to stick close to and, and remind even you, the listener, what the purpose of my podcast is. It's not like there are other great podcasts and YouTube channels uh, for Come Follow Me that I think probably go deeper than I do. Uh, my That's not the purpose of my of this podcast. The, my purpose in this podcast is to give you some insight, give you some historical context you know, when we talked about the Book of Mormon, I like to talk about the context surrounding what was going on. What else? What have we just read? What's going? What's going on um, politically as we're reading the Book of Mormon, so that you can connect these things. And you, by doing that, you you get you get this extra layer that highlights some things that you, and helps you to see and learn something new, right? And that, and when it boils down to it, that's the purpose of my podcast is to. Uh, hopefully show you a couple of things my and as I, and I'll share the things that I learned as I studied on my journey in hopes that that sparks in you a desire to be even more diligent more fervent in your own personal studies so that you can learn what the Lord wants you to learn like I said there are great other, there are lots of other podcasts that have other purposes maybe and they share lots of other even they share more uh quotes and more talks from apostles and they dive even deeper into the context and background and things. And that's great. And I, I, I listen to some of them. I've got family who listens to a lot of them and they're great and they're wonderful. And, and it, but I just wanted to, and again, I've mentioned this in the past. I sometimes do this whole spiel, this whole monologue here about this to keep me grounded and focused on what my purpose is. And so as we look for the principles, uh, that are timeless. Um, that's this this that that introduction, I guess, of "Come Follow Me" this week hit me as just a reminder of what I'm doing because that's and why I'm doing the podcast because that that that's a kind of a one way to put it. The the, the doctrine of covenants were given in response to specific circumstances nearly 200 years ago, but the principles they teach are timeless. Look for these principles as you read and consider how they apply to you. So said another way, my purpose is to help you see how the scriptures can apply to you and then encourage you to go and dive into them so that you can then learn those. I can't share those with you. I can't. There's, I can share with you the things that the Lord has taught me and hope that that you know, lights something inside of you and guides you on your journey, your disciples' journey. The name of the podcast is Come follow me, a disciple's journey, a disciple's journey, my journey. That's what this is about. That's and and, and I, I guess retract that. That's not what this is about. But that's what 
I am sharing is my journey in hopes that it helps you on your journey. We're all going the same direction. We're all on the same path, the same covenant path at different places. And my hope is that I share something that I notice on my path that you say, oh yeah, that, that does apply to me and I want to go learn more about that. And then the Spirit and the Lord will guide you. All right. Sorry. Went on a little long about that. Um, like I said, that's for you and that all, that is also for me to remember. Okay, so Martin Lucy Harris had one of the finest uh, farms in Palmyra, New York. It had taken them years to acquire and had enabled them to raise a family and given them a good standing in the community. But in 1829, it became clear that the Book of Mormon could be published only if Martin mortgaged his farm to pay for the printer. Martin had a testimony of the Book of Mormon, but Lucy did not. If Martin went forward with the mortgage of the Book of Mormon and the Book of Mormon did not sell well, he would lose his farm and jeopardize his marriage. At some t- uh, time or another, we all face questions similar to those that, that Martin may have been facing. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ worth to me? What am I willing to sacrifice to help build God's kingdom? It may help us to remember that no one has ever paid a higher price to bless God's children than Jesus Christ, the greatest of all. Martin made the decision to mortgage his farm. His sacrifice paid for the printing of the first 5,000 copies of the Book of Mormon. And now, more than 190 million copies later, millions of souls around the world have been blessed. Okay, so here's a a principle that I learned from this study and this background. And as you study Section 18, and then you know what ended up happening. He did did mortgage his his farm. So what they would do is they would... um, They'd pay for the copies of the Book of Mormon, and then they actually, now, we're used to this, you know, the missionaries just give it out, you can get free copies of the Book of Mormon, they actually would sell the book to make the money back, right? Um, And they'd normally, a, a printer might not have made them pay up front entirely, but they wanted an unusually large number of printings, uh, the 5,000 was pretty large, and the printer was going to have to order special equipment in to print um, to print the Book of Mormon. And also, it was in Palmyra, and Joseph Smith didn't have a you know that great of a reputation around town. So the printer was going to make them pay up front. So Martin mortgaged his farm. And here's this here's the thing that I wanted to get to in the the context that taught me something a principle that is timeless. Martin ended up losing part of his farm because of this. You know, it's easy to think that, oh, like everything's all, everything, you do, you do the right thing, right? You follow what the Lord wants you to do. You mortgage your farm to pay for the printing of the, the Book of Mormon so that the restoration of the gospel can unfold and that you would be completely shielded from anything bad. That's not how life works. That's not how the Lord works. That's not how blessings work. He did. He he ended up losing part of his farm because of this. But it was still the right thing to do. And that's the the thing that, that that I learned this week, is that even when we do the right things, bad things still happen in life. If... If everybody who kept the commandments was immediately and always blessed in the way that they wanted to be blessed, then everyone would keep the commandments. And if everyone who didn't keep the commandments was immediately punished, 
then no one would break any commandments. But that's not the way it works. That's not the way it's supposed to work. What still did happen, though, was that millions of people have been impacted because of Martin Harris's sacrifice. The Lord took his uh, trial, his adversity, and consecrated it for his gain and for the gain of the entire world. And so if things aren't going your way, just remember that obedience is greater than the sacrifice that you have to give. That the Lord will bless you and others because of your obedience. And even if it's not in the way that you want, it will be in a way that he wants to and needs to bless you that will be for your eternal well-being. Um, so that's just one thing, one thought that I had to share. Uh, I hope you'll join me this week. Good luck in your studies. We're going to jump into section 18 first in the next episode and then section 19 in the following episode. Like I said, I hope you join me this week. Best of luck in your studies and we'll talk soon.